Hi, my name is Elisa Herrera, and I am the founder and director of the Wine Studio in Spain. Hi, I'm Michael Fagan, managing director at Uncork One. Hi, I'm Renee Sperazza, a certified sommelier and wine communicator. You've probably seen me online as Wine by Renee. Renee and I share a passion. We both like food, we both like wine, and in this series, we're going to take you on a journey through the wine regions of Spain. We'll be looking at everything from sparkling wine to fortified wine, emerging wine regions, and women in wine in Spain, and just so much more. I am so excited to be diving into this massively unique country with all that it has to offer for wine. And not only will you be hearing from Renee and I, we've also lined up some pretty interesting interviews with some personalities overseas. I'm so intrigued to just dive right in. Where's my glass? Let's fill it. Let's get this done. Today we are joined by Elisa Herrera. Elisa started her career in the wine industry over 20 years ago, working with the Cordonier Group in export and marketing. In 2012, she founded the Wine Studio in Madrid, an internationally awarded Spanish wine school offering the Wine and Spirits Education Trust qualifications, as well as customized training. She's also a strategic consultant for wineries and institutions, as well as a lecturer at different master level programs and sommelier degrees. Welcome, Elisa. Thank you so much, Elisa, for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Today, we're looking at some emerging regions. Elisa, tell us a bit more about what is referred to as Green Spain. Green Spain is this strip of land that goes from the border with Portugal on the north, northwestern corner of the country. And then you move towards the east along the coast up to the border with France. All that strip of land by the Atlantic, this is what we call España Verde. In the south, it is defined by different ranges of mountains that separate that green part of the country from the elevation in the central plateau, which completely changes the climate. So eventually, it's a matter of this part of the country having a completely different climate from the rest. Green Spain comprises four autonomous regions. So Galicia will be included there, Asturias as well, Cantabria as well, and finally the Basque Country, which is the closest to France. If we look at Chacolina, which is from this region, how do you describe the style of Chacolina? Chacolina is a, a fascinating wine in that it is so much linked to history, tradition, folklore, regionality. Chacolí has been traditionally a wine that was mostly drunk in the Basque Country and very seldom sold outside the three provinces of the Basque Country. It was this light wine made almost as a side activity, something that farmers and sometimes people who would take care of their cattle would have as a, an additional activity. So they would produce their chacolí for local consumption, even for private consumption. So it was this light wine, usually around 10% alcohol, very light, sometimes with these light fees. So with that style, it's very, it's very fresh, it's very light, it's low alcohol, 
quite refreshing, perfect for the weather in the area. And it, it, they always do have that kind of little pleasantiness that, that comes by naturally. And I guess for uh, listeners who haven't had the chance to try it, would it be fair to say sometimes you get something similar with Vino Verde from Portugal? Is that is that the type of thing we're referring to? Absolutely. Yeah. And these are wines that I would clearly compare. If you want to have an idea, a rough idea of what Chocolat is about, if you are familiar with uh, Vigno Verde or you are familiar with Muscadet, those are the type of wines that could give you a hint as to what Chocolat is like. Now, with this style of wine, what's the best time to drink it? I would clearly go for warmer weather, although in the Basque Country, you would drink Chocolat all year long. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of growing grapes in Spain, particularly the history of growing grapes in the mountains and on higher elevations? Sometimes it's hard to imagine that just half an hour away from Madrid, you get to these impressive, beautiful heights covered with snow a great part of the year. And Spain's oldest mountain range. People have been growing grapes here for thousands of years. And the area was almost abandoned. So for some years, especially in the 1970s or so, wine production was focused on easier to grow sites. Growing grapes in these remote mountains with extreme climate wasn't the easiest. So what has happened is that little by little since the 1990s, we have had these brave entrepreneurs in wine that have discovered these vineyards and have been almost stubborn to show their full potential. We have to mention Delmar Rodriguez, who was actually the first person to believe, to firmly defend and make outstanding wines out of Garnacha in this region. Well, let's move from the mainland to the islands and uh, let's explore the Canary Islands. And some people refer to winemaking here as extreme winemaking. The Canary Islands, it's hot and it's humid. Tell us about this area, which has some of Europe's oldest vines. Everything about the Canary Islands is fascinating. And the fact that it is fascinating, I think, is due to the fact that, one, the islands are remote in the sense that they are 600 miles apart from Spain's southernmost point in the Iberian Peninsula. Apart from that, we have a subtropical climate. We have a lot of factors, geographical factors, that define the, the islands. First of all, and I think the most important thing about the Canary Islands is the fact that we're talking about volcanic islands, and therefore the soils are, have this volcanic origin in common, blended with sand. So sand Volcanic soils equals no phylloxera. There's no way a louse can thrive on those soils. Phylloxera is uh, one of the deadliest, most difficult plagues in the wine world, but it never made it into the Canary Islands thanks to these soils, which explains why the Canary Islands have some of the oldest vines, I would say, worldwide because they didn't have to be grabbed up at the end of the 19th century. And some of those really old vines are surviving in the Canary Islands. So when we, when we look at the islands, they're unique. They're far away from everybody else. The soil has got that volcanic character. And how do we taste that in the style of wine from the Canary Islands? 
I think it's a, a, a blend of these soils, very unique varieties. So, of course, you have a number of varieties that are planted in, in Spain, but made into different wines. For instance, one of uh, the Canary Islands' most planted variety is a white variety called Listán Blanco. Listán Blanco is the same variety as Palomino, and Palomino is the leading grape for sherry. But wines in the Canary Islands are very far from a sherry style, so they're usually fresh. Blends are very frequent in the islands, so blends between Listan Blanco, Malvasia, which tends to be aromatic, and then red varieties like Listan Negro, Baboso Negro, that haven't made it to the, to the peninsula, at least not in the same styles. And I would then say that the key to this style, I mean, it can be summarized in a word that you will see more and more and more in Spain, especially, which is Atlantic wines. We talk about Atlantic wines when we talk about wines coming from the Canary Islands, but also from Galicia. So they have this climate in common, this maritime climate, this freshness and refreshing character. Red fruit, generally speaking, mineral notes, generally speaking. I think this is what clearly defines wines from the Canary Islands, this freshness and originality, something that you cannot taste anywhere else. We were chatting about emerging wine regions and all they have to offer. Elisa, do you have any recommendations on wines people should look out for? What would you suggest? Like for, for Chocolina, perhaps, what would you suggest? I mean, I would try to compare a more traditional style of Chocolina, lighter, fizzy, the one you would drink at the bars in San Sebastián. But I would really like to compare that with one of the more, let's call them sophisticated versions of Chacolí. Wines that have been aged on the lees. Some of them have even been aged in oak, very lightly, for some added texture, added complexity. So my first recommendation would be that comparison. And I'm sure if you go to your local store, you might be able to find those two styles. And then for Gregos, I think you won't have any problems to find wines labeled either as Vinos de Madrid, but coming from the northern part of the denominación de origen. So that's very important. Not all the wines from Madrid are made with these garnachas made in Gregos. That's only the north. So you need to Watch out for that. Otherwise, you are most likely to get Tempranillo grown in the south. So make sure you're in the north of the Dio or in Febreros. And for the Canary Islands, for the Canary Islands, uh, I think as a whole, the island of Tenerife will give you a very good idea. I mean, only in Tenerife, there are five distinct denominaciones de origen. The coolest and... I mean, yeah, why not? The trendier styles you find in the three northernmost denominaciones de origen, especially Valle de la Orotava. This is the DO in the center of the three northern DOs, but also Tacoronte Acentejo, which is the one on the east, and Icoden Daute Isora, which is the one on the west. Or if you want to go for something more aromatic and usually single varietals, 
you would head towards Lanzarote for Malvasia, usually Malvasia Volcanica. And there you are likely to find these white wines made with Malvasia, usually aromatic, fresh, and unoaked. So this, this would be my top recommendations to start getting to know the islands. Thank you. That's fantastic. We've been speaking with Elisa Herrera today. Thank you again so much for taking us on a tour of these emerging wine regions of Spain. You're very welcome, Renee. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs>